time for insights from Caleb Garber, where he stresses the principles of getting out from what you put in to practice of God's Word. I've been kind of, this message has been kind of stirring in me for the past two weeks, um, ever since I took my trip to Alabama and it got back and everything, we started up the prayer group and everything, and this has just been kind of stirring in my heart. And what I want everybody to do first is get out your phone. Everybody got their phone? I will in a second. Every cell phone comes equipped. It's an on and off button. I want you to turn it off right now. Go ahead and turn it off. Hold the top Jake's working. Alright. Like a voice activated, thumbprint, turn off. <laughs> now, we are now fully unavailable to anyone on the outside world. Everybody who can, um, we can only communicate with each other. We're closed off to the outside world. We've made ourselves unavailable, um, so to speak. Um, and. I just wanted us to become fully available and have no distractions from the outside world um, and make ourselves available to what God might want to teach us tonight. Um, Pretty much what I I titled this uh, message is The Cell Phone Generation. Um, And uh, subtitled it, It's Not Your Abilities, It's Your Availability, which is kind of why I wanted the phones to go off and say um, we're making ourselves available to God. Uh, all right, and uh, I think I have water. Mm-hmm. I'm it. Um, so the cell phone challenge was just: um, can we make ourselves unavailable to the outside world? And can you make, can you ignore or make yourselves unavailable to the outside world? You make yourselves available to what God wants to teach you or tell you tonight, because um, it's. Uh, it's kind of come to the point where, um, you know, where we get so wrapped up in the things of this world, guys. Um, you know, even me, I get wrapped up in work, get wrapped up in, God, I don't, I don't feel, you know, I'm tired. I mean, all of us have said, you know, we're pretty tired, don't want to do our devotional, don't want to. But those things are key. Those are what, what keep us going throughout the week. God, I don't feel like going to church tonight. Um, I got other things I'd rather do at home. I'm not feeling still enough for it. Um, we make, you know, we uh, get so wrapped up in the things of this world that are, or, you know, just everyday life um, that we don't even realize when, when God's trying to communicate to us, get a hold of us, like um, contact us, like someone would contact you on the phone or, you know, when he's trying to send us a message, like we text message. Um, you guys kind of see the correlation when I'm trying to make the the parallel with a cell phone, how someone reaches you, how God's, you know, might be trying to reach you. Um, I want to kind of give some uh, statistics that I uh, looked up um, uh, about teens ages 10 to 17. Now, think of a, a little kid with a, a 10-year-old with a cell phone. A 10-year-old doesn't really need a cell phone, but they have it. And the Washington Post um, put these up the beginning of this year, this was for summer break 2007. Um, basically, it's uh, an average talk time during the summer hour, which is only, what, three months or less. Um, the average talk time per day is three hours and 45 minutes on your phone. That's for 10-year-olds, 17-year-olds. 
Um, and during school, it was an average of two, two hours a day on the phone. 52% of the, of the kids that were surveyed said they text during a movie, send out texts, you know, not even paying attention to a movie they paid for. 28% um, said they text at the dinner table. Um, uh, 26%, another 26% said, I don't know, that's not adding up to 100, that's just out of total that was surveyed. Um, when asked that question, 26 said it's the first thing they do within the first 10 minutes of waking up. You know, and uh, <laughs> I see some heads now and be like, yep, yep, I agree. Um, hello, is, I mean, to me that's uh, saying, um, God, why, get, why can't it be God that we, we want to get a message from first? Why can't that be the first thing when we wake up? want to get a message from God or um, uh, get a hold of Him by going into His Word or getting in your Word, first of all, or something like that. Um, just wanting to spend time with Him instead of being so wrapped up in, oh, i got to see if i got a message from Billy down the street to see if, um, you know, if he's picking me up for school or something like that. You know, why can't we spend time with God first? Um, the Bible says God is a jealous God. And he doesn't want anything before him, and we all know that. And I hope um, you know you're making him the number one position in your life, not a not a cell phone, not a, a some person, not some material thing, or um, any job or any amount of money. You know, God needs to be number one, and we all know that. I just want to reiter reiterate on that. And let's go to the word. Um, you want to have a Bible? No, right. I do. Um, just some scripture on saying how God is a jealous God and how we're not supposed to have anything before Him. I'm reading, uh, I'll read uh, three scriptures, a couple of verses, three different places. On uh, First out of Exodus, um, chapter 20, verse 5. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. Oh, also, it's King James Version, um, so bear with me. Um, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generations of them that, um, that hate me. And back then they were so consumed in other things um, that they hated God. It's like, God, I don't want to have anything to do with you because I'd rather have the things of this world, the temporary things, the, the, the non-eternal things they were investing their time in and said, God, they said basically, God, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I hate you. Um, but God's a jealous God and no God before him. We all know that. Um, second verse, and um, pretty much to me, if God puts it in the, in the Bible more than once or twice, you know, twice, then it's pretty important. And it's uh, a Ten Commandment, no other gods before me. I mean, that's probably the number one thing. Um, second um, verse, uh, Deuteronomy 5, chapter, nine, or chapter 5, verse 9. Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generations that hate me. And then again in Deuteronomy 6.15, um, 
For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Um, I guess I think I'm making, you know, hitting that point home that, you know, God wants our time. God um, doesn't want any distractions or anything above Him. Um, we can't make uh, holy things common and common things holy. Um, you know, we need to stay focused on eternity. Um, and a, a thing I um, had been pointed out to an email that was written um, that I want, I'm going to share in a minute, uh, in a second, just of, of how um, someone wrote an email saying, you know, if we could treat our cell phones, or we could treat our Bibles like we do our cell phones. Let me go ahead and read the email real quick. It says, I wonder what would happen if we treated our Bible like we treat our cell phone. What if we carried it around in our purses? I don't carry purses. <laughs> Clarify. <laughs> Clarify. Purses or our pockets. Carried in my pocket. Um, what if we flipped through it several times in a day? I mean, how many of you sit there and just flip through it when you're waiting for a text or something, just looking at nothing or playing a game, you know, flipping through your phone? What if we turn back to get it? if we forgot it. So say, you know, you're rushing out the house and, oh, i got to get my phone. So you take the extra 10 minutes to go back home and grab your phone. Would you do that if it were your Bible? Um, uh, if we turn back to you, if we got it. Um, what if we used it to receive messages? Uh, what if we used it to receive messages from the text? Like I was saying, you know, we, we should treat the Bible as a text receiving a message from God. Um, what if we treated it like we couldn't live without it? I mean, before you had a cell phone, what did you do? Think to yourself, just a second, right? Anybody's like, a cell phone's so convenient, right? Um, you know, uh, what if we did treat it like we couldn't live without it? Maybe. Um, what if we gave it to kids as gifts? You know, I think my little brother was 11 when he got his first cell phone. Mm-hmm. He got a, um, a chocolate. Um, and that was an expensive phone back then. You know, uh, 100 bucks for an 11-year-old kid, you know, a cell phone. Um, what if we used it when we traveled? You know, just uh, in, in our travels, um, you know, to stay in contact with uh, everyone. We'll send a text or we'll call them up real quick. If we use that to stay in contact with God, what if we use it in case of an emergency? Um, you know, we're uh, just like I was been saying. I, I feel like I keep uh, repeating myself, and I kind of do, but I just really want to drive home the point of no other gods before Him. No matter what it is. Um, in case of an emergency, you know, are we going to God? Are we going to His Word when a tough time comes up instead of, you know, calling up your best friend, calling up a, a pastor or something? You know, go to God first about it. Um, the rest of the email reads, uh, this is something to make you go, hmm, um, where's my Bible? You know, do we ever do that? You're like, look around and like, oh, where's my cell phone? You know, sometimes you say, where's my cell phone? It's like in your hand. You ever done that? Anybody? Been looking for a phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? 
And uh, <laughs> um, so if we treated it like our Bible, like like um, be looking for your word. Where's my Bible? I need to get into my Bible. I need I need to get a word from that. I need to get get a good message or something. Um, and then it says, oh, and one more thing. Unlike your cell phone, we don't have to worry about our Bible being disconnected because Jesus already paid the bill. <laughs> a couple times I've been like, no service, and got to pay my bill. Um, it just makes you stop and think, where are my priorities? You know. And this this got me too. I mean, I heard this, and it was kind of what sparked my whole... Um, um, wanting to speak like this and kind of inspired the title that I get that I got. So there's that. Um, what God wants is our time. Uh, what He wants is our full attention. And He's just looking for either one one guy or one girl that He can use, who's saying, "I'm available, God, no matter what. I don't care." What my friends think, I don't care. Even what my family might think. You know, some of you might be the only Jesus your families get, you know. Um, then you might be the only light that they see. And God can use you for that. And you can't doubt Him and say, God, I'm, you know, um, He's looking for one guy and one girl to step up and say, and be willing to be used. And you could change the world, really. Um, and like I was saying, you can't leave any doubt in God. God's an omniscient and omnipotent God. Um, omniscient is omni, meaning all, science. Omniscient, meaning knowledge, all-knowing. God's an all-knowing God. He's, um, you know, He has a perfect plan for each and every one of us. He knows the steps He's prepared for us. Um, and omnipotent, omni meaning all again, and potent meaning powerful, all-powerful. He can work through you, work in you, to reach your family, as I said, to reach your school, to reach, um, you know, the city of Indianapolis, to reach um, a larger group than what you could ever imagine. Don't put anything past God that He can't use you guys. Um, That's another huge thing. Don't say... I'm to this, I'm to that. You know, you fill in the blank. God, I, you know, we make excuses so many times, like God, and I'm guilty of it too. We make excuses. God, I can't do it because I'm too shy. Or God, I can't speak in front of this small little group because I'm too nervous. Or God, I'm too, I'm too um, nervous and I, and I can't think of what to say. Or I'm, I'm afraid that it's not going to be what you want me to say, so I'm not going to do it at all. Um, you know, in preparing for this, that's, I'll be honest and I'll be a real little bit with you. Just in thinking so much for the past two weeks when when I was told, you know, hey, would you like the opportunity to lead the next gathering? And I'm kind of making myself vulnerable before you and just being real because that's what the Spirit's leading me to do. And it's, um, God was just like, it's not about you. And that was so humbling. It's right, it's not about me. <laughs> Even if it's for this little group, you know, I worried so much about who's going to be there, like I said, or um, who's, who's um, God, if, even if, he told me, even if you do it for one person, you're doing, you're in my will. If you just share this message, 
Just get it across. Drive that point home. You're doing what I asked for you. Um, so I just made it about something that, you know, totally wasn't, it, it was totally irrelevant. I made it about me. I made it about my worries. I made it about something that didn't matter, that, that God had already knew he was going to take care of, you know? Um, is that making sense? Like, I'm trying to be real and trying to explain, but um, he said, it's not about you, it's about me. And so I said, God, all right, humble me, prepare me then. You know, and it, it, took, it may have taken two weeks, but that's what it took. And I got, got, got it down to where I want to say, and if this, if this is speaking to you or it's not, you know, guys, it's, I'm obeying, and this is what it's for. So that, that's real. That's me being real. I was saying, you can't doubt God. You can't put that past Him and leave no doubt. And I want to share kind of a side note. I was just thinking before, when we think of the phrase, leave no doubt, um, when I was back in high school, my basketball team, uh, my senior year, we had, a, we had a phrase that was, leave no doubt. And we were a small team, probably about 11 of us. Um, we were all fairly decent at basketball. You know, I, I didn't start or anything, but, but uh, you know, I was probably sixth or seventh man. But our, you know, just the whole season, we were like, you know, we can't leave any doubt in ourselves. You can't um, put it past yourself that you can do it. And we ended up going to sectionals, um, which, you know, my small school, we're a single A school. We never really got out of, we never even made it to the regional championship. You know, we, um, but our motto our whole year, we wore it on our t-shirts, our warm-up jerseys, leave no doubt. And I kind of, I'm just saying that to, to reiterate that you can't put it past yourself and you can't put it past God that he can use Um, he's all powerful and all knowing. He knows us and he has a perfect plan made especially for you. And it's all working together. Um, I mean, we, if you're walking in his will, you're walking in his plan every day. Um, I want to get into kind of the main part of my message. Um, I'm going to talk about a small 12-year-old boy um, in the Bible that God used to prepare the way for Christ uh, down his lineage. Um, some of you may know, if you know the, the, the Old Testament, I'm talking about David, um, the sons of Jesse. What I'm going to read is um, uh, 1 Samuel 16, 6 and 7. All right, um, just... David was a, you know, just a small 12-year-old boy at the time when, when, when Samuel came to anoint the king of Israel. And Israel, you know, which is where the lineage of Christ came through, um, you know, how Christ came to be. And, um, the Bible also says we prepare the way for Christ. So I was thinking, you know, God, if, if, if we're making ourselves available to you like David did, we're preparing the way for you again. Because, God. We all know he's, he's coming back soon. It's not going to be long. Everyone knows that. Um, all right, let's get to the word. Uh, 16, verse 6 and 7. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said... Okay, let me set this up a little bit. Sorry, before I get back to it. Uh, Samuel came 
looking, you know, the Lord led him to Jesse's house, looking to anoint the, the king. Um, and he, uh, Samuel came up to uh, Jesse and said, you know, get all your sons before me. I'm going to anoint one of them, and they're going to be the king. So uh, that's the preface to where um, I'm going. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. He looked at him and said, Okay, this kid's this kid's a, a, a warrior, he's a, he's a hunter, he's a, he's a you know, he's a the big, muscular, best looking guy you can imagine, I guess, of Jesse to eat. Jesse brought forth his best first. But God said, I don't I don't know. But the Lord said unto him, Samuel Look not unto his countenance. Look, look not unto his outward appearance. Look not how he looks, um, or how strong he looks. How great of a warrior he might be. How great of a hunter he might be. You know, and you know that's how God God looks at you. I don't look at the outward appearance. It says, um, because I have refused him, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For the man look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at your heart. Um, then I want to skip over to uh, a couple verses. I think we're going to uh, 11 and 13. <clears throat> 11 through 13, excuse me. Um, again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. So he brought all seven sons. The Lord said, no. I'm looking at their heart. It's not right. It's not where it needs to be. Um, 11. And Samuel said unto Jesse, are, are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth the youngest, little twelve-year-old David. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. Little old David out tending the flock, doing what his dad told him to do, uh, you know, doing his job, minding his own business, watching the smelly sheep, I wouldn't want to be a shepherd, you know. Um, that's a, you know, farming, you think about that stuff. That's, that'd be hard work, taking care of a whole flock, just a little 12-year-old boy. Um, keep it the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit till he come hither. He said, I'm going to wait for this kid, because I know that's what God has. Even though it's your youngest, it doesn't matter. I'm going to sit here and wait down to him. Till he gets here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, and withal of a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. Um, you know, just when David came, Samuel saw him and said, That's him. Right, God? God said, Yep, that's him. You could just tell by the way he looked, by the way he presented himself, and he was goodly to look to, so you know, he's kind of looking, I guess. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. So, in the midst of his brethren, you know, the Lord chose him before, okay, picture that. Picture the seven older brothers with the dad the dad and all like little David okay um, 
the seven older brothers saying, why David, why not me? They weren't, their hearts weren't right. I don't want to be a person who says, why not me, God? Why can't you use me? I want to make myself available. I'm available to God. And he, he, he knows your heart. But it's, sometimes it's good to say, God, I'm available. Whatever you want for me today, I'm available to you. If you want me to talk to that person who's, who's never, um, who doesn't have any friends sitting there at lunch, if you want to talk to him, I'll talk to him because I'm available to you. I'm available for, you, for your witness, for your way, God. I want your will on my life. Um, if you want me to just do a simple little thing like Pastor Joel was kind of saying on Sunday night, if you were there, um, he was saying, you know, things that just blow your parents away. Go up to him and say, Mom, Dad, I love you. You know, most parents would say, well, what do you want from us? You know, is that the only time we tell them we love them is when we want something? You know, just tell them to tell them. You know, reach out to them. Just say, God, I'm available to you to reach my parents, to reach my school, to reach um, my best friend, you know. Anyway, uh, in the midst of his brethren, I was saying, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. And it says at the end there, if you, if you were listening, it said, The Spirit of the Lord came on David immediately after he was anointed. Guys, when you make yourself available to the Lord, the Spirit comes and it works in you. And he, he enables you. That's where we can't doubt him or say, God, I, I'm, I'm too shy, I'm, t- I'm too nervous, I'm too, I'm too short, I'm too tall, I'm too awkward, I'm too quiet whatever your problem might be, or whatever your excuse might be to the Lord, let it go. Become available to the Lord. He can use you. That's all, you know, like I said, He knows us. He knows our hearts. Um, He loves us. He has a perfect plan for us. He's just waiting for us to surrender to Him. Give it all. Become available to Him. And... I, I don't know, guys, if, if, if this is any of it. Um, you know, I'm kind of wrapping up. I don't know if it's um, hitting home with anybody. Um, but that's not what it's about. I did my part. And God's, gonna, God's speaking to somebody right now, I know, and saying, are you, are you available? Ask yourself that. Are you making yourself available? To, to whatever it might be, to, to reach out to whoever, to go wherever, to be willing to say, God, I'd go to the ends of the earth for you. I don't care. We need to have that I don't care attitude, that not, the, not the bad apathetic one, or, yeah, the apathy saying, you know, that I don't care just because you're rebellious, but the Lord, I don't care what the world thinks of me. I don't care what my friends think of me. I don't care what the, the, what the world has to offer me as far as material things, as far as uh, worldly pleasures of the flesh and all that. I don't care. All I want is to be available to you, God, to be used. Um, that's what he wants, guys. He knows, he knows your heart, but he wants to hear that. Tell him daily. And, uh, you know, that's basically all I got. And... I don't. I, I, I want to be, um, uh, um, what's the word, um, humbled or um, 
sensitive is the word I'm looking for, sensitive to the Spirit. And what um, I kind of want to be, what I w- was thinking of doing is just, you know, God, God's raising up His army, guys. He's calling people. You know, He, he, he may have called everyone in this room. Um, I know I'm called. I know maybe a few others in here have called called to Bible college, called to master's commissions, called to um, stay home and, and, and be be an encouragement and be an attendee in the church. Um, what I was saying, being sensitive to the Spirit, what I wanted to do tonight, my message is over, guys. Um, what I wanted to do and what I'm being sensitive to, as I was saying, is we're joining God's army. He's calling us up. He's raising us up. If you're available, if, if you're saying, God, I want to be used in my workplace, I want to be used at my school, I want to be used um, in the midst of my family, I want to be used uh, when I'm out and about town, if I'm walking through the mall or if I'm walking into by McDonald's or something and there's somebody there and the Lord leads me to go witness to them, I want to be sensitive enough to the Spirit and be available enough for God to, to listen enough when He's trying to call you, when He's trying to reach you, He's trying to message you, be sensitive enough to go over to that person, to, to speak to that person, to, to be bold about it. So what I was going to do is just, if we could all just bow our heads, we're going to get into it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio presentation. We encourage you to share with others this material. 